Good evening, Patriots. And it's Friday, the end of Friday, November, November, February 3rd in the year 2023. Man, I'm telling you, this balloon thing has got people going bonkers. It's all that anybody's covering and everybody's missing all these other stories. Which really begs the question of how deep is this programming? We'll talk all about that in a minute. It's kind of crazy. I do want to have you think about gardening, though. Gardening's great. Two things important, I think. Gardening and sleep. Gardening and sleep. And your wealth. That's three things. So we'll start out with, how about Birch Gold? That's a good one to call out because they're such a good support of this channel. Patriots, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's all the more time for you to be proactive. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARS to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Remember, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. Oh, yeah, right there. Like it. All right, so I'm going to touch on this before we kind of get rolling too much. Lots of stuff going on right now, and there's some weird stuff going on. I don't mind saying it. There's uh, some images that just came out with, like, all these re-entry vehicles coming into the atmosphere or something. Here's what I'm seeing across the web, and I did quite a bit of surfing a little bit ago before the show, and there's a really, really heightened state of anxiety across the country. And unfortunately, when I say that, and I, I do mean this, and don't take this personally, but if you're in a state of high anxiety right now over this stuff, you really need to d- dig into your relationship with Christ because you're missing something. We can do all things through him. And it's really that it's simple and that important. I care a lot about people. I think you know I'm hard on stupid decisions because that's how I was raised and that's how I live. I'm hard on myself. But I also don't like to see people wrapped up in anxiety. So I want to play something for you. I'm going to walk you through it. I want you to hear this because this is a person who understands DEFCON levels. And I just want you to hear how she's framing things and how she ends it. And then we'll, we'll talk about it. So take a listen to this. Today's February 3rd, 2023, and the United States is on DEFCON level two. There's only two other times in history that I can think of that we've ever been at DEFCON level two, 
1991 for the Gulf War, and 1962 for the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's terrifying. It's a beautiful sunny day, and every time a plane flies over, I gotta tell you, I get kind of scared. We'll go over it really quick for those of you who don't know what the DEFCON levels are. So there's five levels of readiness that we have. DEFCON level five, or blue alert. It means the United States set a competitive peace. Everything is kindness, butterflies, um, nothing to be worried about. DEFCON level four is green, or double take. So that means that we're gathering intel. We've been talking about the word threat. They're just keeping their eyes open. Double take. DEFCON level three is yellow or roundhouse. Um, just for reference, the United States has been on DEFCON level three, three times that I know of. Um, one of those times being for 9-11 when we were attacked, but it's just an increase of readiness, a step up from yellow number four, or sorry, green number four. That brings us to DEFCON level two, red alert, which we're currently on, where the military need to know to be ready to ship out in six hours or less, fast pace mean that there is nuclear war imminent, but it means that it's on the horizon and it's prepare your shit because it's coming. And that brings us to DEFCON 1, wide alert, cocked pistol, the highest level of readiness. It means that nuclear attack is imminent, in progress, they know it's coming. That's the last step up from where we are right now. So hug your loved ones, call your mom if you've been putting it off. It's getting a little bit scary. <laughs> you can't control what you can't control. I don't know else to say it. I understand what she said, but there's some questions that people need to be asking, and they're pretty logical ones. Besides the fact that we've got these dumb balloons floating around, I don't know what they are. Everybody's freaking out about them. And I don't understand why the freak out, because... They're balloons, and the militaries are unwilling to shoot them down or to bring them down, so that should tell people something. What, and I think the conclusion people are drawing is that the, in, the infestation or infiltration is so deep that all the militaries are now broken, have given up, laid down their arms, and I guess the only military in the world that's working is Russia and, and, then, and Ukraine. And everybody else has given up, and they're allowing their skies to be impermeated with these incendiary EMP nuclear-carrying helium balloons. There's no logic in this. So the only conclusion you can draw, because this same balloon was that we're in right now, I'm talking about the balloons right now, and we'll get to the DEF comment in a minute. The same balloon, same design. Japan, USA, India, and Philippines have all seen them. It just happens to look like very similar to a balloon that the military was deploying to track. Let me, let me say this again. A balloon that the military was deploying, the U.S. military was deploying to track U.S. cars and citizens. It also looks similar to a balloon that Google launched in Kenya. It was called the Loon, and it was providing internet to rural Kenya. Nobody's talking about options other than taking the narrative for what they're saying, which the narrative is retarded anyway. It's a Chinese balloon. We're staying out of the way. It's flowing over the U.S. There won't be any problem. Okay, got it. 
So now there's some sort of explosion that happens today in Montana, and then there's a bunch of stuff falling out of the sky. Here's what I know. Here's how I see this. Number one, I can't control any of it. And I'm sure as heck not going to worry about it. If I'm if this is the last moment I have because now we're suddenly at DEFCON 2 and we're going to jump to DEFCON 1, cool. I'm just like, cool. I Oh, wait, let me read something. I think we've got it right here. 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 1, 5 to 1. I read it last night. I read it on the Bards FM show. I read it today at Bards at Bend and Knee. I'm going to read it again now. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light, affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And then this, listen so carefully for the state we are in. And just imagine for a moment that some demented psychopath decided to launch a thermal nuclear war against all of humanity. Here we go. For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. This whole nonsense, like listening to the Pentagon, there's they were dropping paratroopers today in Georgia. Georgia happens to be home of the 82nd Airborne and many others. I I just I'm I'm struggling with the panic that's out here right now, and you can't control what you can't control, and this is causing a lot of problem and I, with people because they're not equipped, in my opinion, to deal with sudden changes in a heightened level of chaos. Chaos is their brand. That is the brand of father of lies. So here's, here's a question to pose to yourself and just reflect on this. We'll talk a bit through this. This woman just gave us the DEFCON speech. I mean, I, you know, I'm sorry that she's feeling that panicked. I really am. If we have a relationship in Christ, we there should be no fear. But ask yourself a question. If we're actually escalating to a thermal nuclear war, and as she stated in DEFCON 2, war is imminent. Oh, war is imminent. Okay, got it. What type of government do we have and what type of military do we have that if it's that pressing is going to let the society be nuked and fried by a nuclear blast and do nothing to pre-warn them other than a last minute danger will robinson danger i mean we we don't have that and they're escalating they're not saying a word in the media they're not putting out any broadcast they're not making any mention of this what does that tell you it tells you one of two things either one it's so bad that they don't want people to know and avoid panic and they just want to wait it out and they're all going to get incinerated and they'll pick up the pieces afterwards, which means we have no control over it. Or it's not so bad, but they're doing this as a matter of course to stay on, to stay ready in case something might happen. But it's a, it's a strategy of dueling mad, mad mutual assured destruction. 
I'm serious. I mean, there's really only two options in this. There might be a third one somewhere in there that I'm missing, but I mean, primarily just two options. You have to use logic in these times and not emotion. And unfortunately, it doesn't matter in the end because we put our faith and our walk in Father God, and he's reminded us that if your house gets, if this tent, which is our house, gets torn down, we already have our house in heaven. It's already there. So let's not stress. And I don't know if you are or not. I'm just past that word along is my point. There's no reason to get worked up over this. I am, I'm probably as relaxed. I, okay, so this is a guy, and I'm telling you, when, I, when things feel off to me, you have to, you don't know me that well, but I'm when, you know me pretty well after this amount of time on the show if you've been following me, but I will tell you, when things get off with me, I go into kind of a war mode. And I, it's systematic. It's like I start checking kit. I start looking at the things that need to get done. I, I start to really like, okay, this is going to get bad. Or we need to be prepared. Something can go south. And I have a pretty good sense of it. I'm not perfect, but I have a pretty good sense of it. I've never been more relaxed than right now. Now, you know, my great, 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 no, great grandfather, I guess. Yeah, Kelly Kesterson. The best day of his life, he was walking across the street, was complimenting how great and refreshing he felt, how young he felt while well, he died of a heart attack later that day. That's all right. He, you know what I love about that story? He was at his peak of feeling fantastic until his heart exploded. We have to live truly in the moment with Father God. That's really where we are and not in this chaos. I, you know, I just cannot... Um, I just can't get my head around how every bit of news stopped today except for the damn balloons. No mention of the fact that the discovery by, by Project Veritas that Pfizer's injection was causing miscarriages in women, that got buried. No mention of the investigation that the Hunter Biden laptop was now revealing deeper secrets about child sex trafficking with the Bidens. We, not that we didn't know that, but that was coming out in the public space. Right? No discussion of the decreased buying power of the dollar. But, boy, we've got all sorts of, you know, oh, there's a second balloon, you know, they, like there's a second balloon flying over Latin America. Good. Good. No mention about AIs that are now writing woke strategy. It just, this thing, stuff goes on and we just have to ask ourselves, where's our, where's our seat at the table? The answer is we don't have one in theirs. We have one in God's. God has a seat at our, as a table. Matter of fact, it kind of works the other way. He, he's knocking at the door waiting for us to invite him in and then he will join us at our table. That's a pretty amazing thought, isn't it? By the way, just to assuage some fears about China, I don't know if you know this or not, but China is in a horrible financial state. They, they really, and Russia's not much better. They're all, the BRICS nations are trying to cobble together a currency system which is backed and it is taking on the dollar, the fledgling, fiat, nasty, debt-ridden currency which is not a U.S. currency, it's a Federal Reserve note, and they're waging war on that, which is good. 
but neither one of them have the resiliency in their own markets. They media will try to tell you otherwise. That's not true. As much as we have challenges in this nation, the one thing that's really amazing is how adaptive Americans are. And that to me speaks volumes to where we are and should continue to be. We're at a fantastic point right now when people are literally responding to the threats that they're being faced with. And while there's a lot of time on social media and a lot of people are still yakking about old stuff, there is a really profound movement going on of people shifting away from the main system. People are growing their own food. People are breaking from corporate. People are moving their own way, getting away from this nightmare and getting free from the system. I want you to imagine, just imagine an America where a large percentage of people just stop functioning in the main body system. We're just like, okay, we're done. We're going to do a breakaway economy. We're going to start growing our own food. We're almost there. And we're getting there very quickly. And those those were very high confidence issues for the time that we're at. There was a post today that was put out by relentless truth. It's almost like everyone should start raising their own chickens, growing their own food, homeschooling their own children, treating their own illness, and thinking their own thoughts. A self-sustained populace of healthy, independent thinkers working together to thrive outside of the matrix. A globalist's worst nightmare. Is America ready to be the monster under Klaus Schwab's bed? The boogeyman at Gates' closet? Are you ready to take back control of this country? It's literally that easy. And you've heard me say similar things for the last three years. The fight is not, this has never been a war about guns. That's a kinetic war. There's never been a kinetic war here. This is an informational war. And though that can be debated by some whether they like that as a means of warfare, it is a means of warfare. Information is a means of warfare. It's a domain of warfare. Informational. And so we're seeing that. And one of the greatest informational tools of war that we have that I think that we underutilize is that one crazy, unbelievable thing that just happens to float around that lots of people carry but very few people read. The one that was here for a couple thousand years, the one that God gave us is called the Bible. Yeah, that one. What an amazing tool of war that is. And what an amazing tool of healing that is. And what an amazing tool of destroying the enemy's strongholds that is. What an amazing tool to get to know Father deeper. What an amazing means by which to bridge into Father and take off the burdens of this world. What an amazing inspiration and stories of the little guy always overcoming the impossible odds. What an amazing story of saga of God's children always coming out through the worst of circumstances. And the consistent themes through all of that, fear not and never, ever give in. 
I don't know whether we're having an alien invasion. I don't know whether a bunch of hackers are launching balloons. I don't know whether the military is testing some new internet system because the Elon Musk system is nasty. It's a prison planet. I don't know whether the white hats are sending up their balloons to freak out the black hats. Or maybe the black hats don't have any more money and all they can afford is balloons and the white hats are laughing at them, letting the balloons float over. One good thing I will say is that the programming is evident, meaning people's response to this is you are witnessing, if you are not reacting to it and seeing this with clear eyes and able to laugh at it a bit, or if you're coming out of that, which is equally as good, you are now realizing the depth of the programming in the system, in the matrix, which you've been subject to. Let's go back to the masks. Remember when the masks came out and how that it quickly people took on the mask. And then we went to the shot. Why? Because those were all preconditioned programs over years and years of programming to tell people what a pandemic would be and how they would have to respond. So they didn't have to work at it. They just needed to initiate the trigger. That's the deep programming. And then the deep programming took over and created the response within the, the, the body system. This is a similar one. It's very similar. It's, it's, this thing is reminding me of the t- toilet paper scare. <gasps> There's not going to be a toilet paper. Everyone's got to buy toilet paper. <laughs> right now I'm ready to start reading about deep underground bunker sales have increased at every household. Contractors are being called around the clock to come dig a backhoe hole in the backyard and pour concrete to protect people from the incoming doom. Something like that. You know. And all through this, all through this, it's the answers are always so simple. This is why I always say this is such a God-level event. It's so masterful. Because what will happen here is that this fear will go through people. And, I, and this is truly masterful because heightened levels of fear that are sustained for a, these These triggers are not intended to be perpetually sustained. You'll notice how they like to do an ebb and a flow of things. And there's a reason for that because the body can't maintain a high level of anxiety or adrenaline. Otherwise it begins to, the systems begin to break down. And I mean, physically break down. So the body's response, if there is a constant level of high adrenaline in the space, the realities will shift. Whatever that reality you're in will, it will become the new reality. And the way we see the world will transform because the subconscious is going to adapt to bring those adrenalines low or in the body. But in these intensities moments, what's going on is we get these high peaks and they stay up long enough that then when they do it again, people are like, yeah, I'm not going to fall for that. I mean, they could try to do another pandemic because they try to keep hinting like Bill Gates. There's going to be another pandemic. Go ahead. Bring it. I don't care. Bring it. I'm not going to get worked up over it. Someone's going to tell me I wear a mask. I'm going to say no. Someone's going to say get a shot. I'm going to say no. You're going to say, well, we're going to make you get a shot. And I'll say no. Well, you have to get a shot. And I'll say, well, then I have to shoot you. I don't know. What else to tell you? You're not going to touch my body. Pretty simple. We're, having, we're done having this conversation. So make up your mind. Do you want to live or you want to die? Because I guarantee you, your needle isn't getting near me. And I guarantee if it does, you're not leaving this place alive. It's, it's that simple. All we have to do is get clear on our red lines. And, and, and when we get that clear in our red lines, this, all, this whole nonsense goes away. 
See, this is the this is the courageous warrior under Christ. People don't like those things. They it's it's like, well, we need to love each other. Look, I'm gonna love that person. I'm gonna, hey, dude, I, I'm gonna pray for you. But just understand, there is a line that my life given to me, God gave me this amazing body temple. He gave this to me. He he gave me my home to steward. If you are going to violate it and come in, you're a criminal. If you're going to try to force something into God's temple, I was never given instructions by God to roll over and be a cockroach or to be your guinea pig. So I'm going to flip tables. And if that means you're going to touch me and I physically can't handle you away from me, then there's going to be an escalation of force. Pretty simple. Not playing around. We're not going to have a, we're not going to do a, oh, put your weapon down. I do this. I'm no, it's simple. Don't come near me. Here's the line. Don't do it. Simple. I'm not going to argue with it. You know, and you, you'll invariably these sorts of situations can ebb and flow as they do. But what has happened is as a people, we have not maintained that vigilance of flipping tables and walking into the temple to challenge the Pharisees. We just haven't. And we've really shirked off our responsibility of what God gave us. I mean, you know, this thing that puzzles me is this whole, and it does puzzle me. It's a sad, it's, it doesn't so much puzzle me in, in a deep way. I mean, on a, on a casual way, I'm like, what in the heck is wrong with people? But on a deeper way, it's a real sad statement. It meta and trying to go to outer space. I, I ask a simple question. Why do you want to leave the world in which God gave us to have dominion over? Why would you want to leave that? Well, we want to explore. Okay, why? Have you explored everything here? Have you done, have you dropped into every cave? Have you gone deep under the ocean? Have you checked out every lake? Have you climbed every mountain? The answer is obviously going to be no, 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 no. Have you been to Antarctica? <laughs> There's a good start if you want to get out of the matrix right there. Explain that one. Anyway. Ephesians 4, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humanity and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity in the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that brings belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature 
of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. In other words, as one body, we're to bring everybody up. And so, as I said, I, I do have empathy and I do pray for those that are in anxiety because there's no reason for it. But unfortunately, especially here in the States, people have not gone through hardships. They think they have, but they haven't been. I I shouldn't so broadly generalize. Many people, so I correct myself, many people have not been through hardships. And I would add too many people have not been through hardships. And because they haven't been through hardships, they don't know how to deal or confront the challenges that are before us. We haven't even gotten to peak stupid yet. I'm convinced of that. I don't know when it's coming, but it's moving pretty fast. And as I've said so many times, we don't have a seat at the table. Not the table that they're playing on. We have a fantastic seat over on the dining table with Jesus. And that's where I'm going to continue to dine. But their their table, it's filled with two types of psychopaths. The ones that want you and I to use our free will to give them power. And the other ones that want you and I to accept that we have no power and will submit to them. And I say, nay, nay to both. And I turn to Jesus and I say, Jesus, which way are we going? He says like, hey, man, you want to come over here and have some dinner with me? And I'm like, you bet I do. Let's do it. Let's let's chill. So this this is really, you know, from the perspective of the world, There shouldn't be a lot of anxiety right now. There shouldn't be a lot of concern. We have to walk steadily, and we have to be careful with those that are still awakening. They're they're fragile beings. I think each and every one of us would love to shake the tree. And ultimately, that's kind of the whole, the more that I pray on this, is kind of where God is leading us in this Bards Fest event. Two events, maybe more. Well, we're starting to see that it's important that we start seeing and touching one another. There's a real clear path ahead here. And part of the problem with the dependency on digital media and with the advent of AI, I mean, this is another thing. I know that we hear we're, we're hearing eyewitnesses, and I'm not saying that this balloon doesn't exist. But in all truth, we have to do some pretty hard validation to figure out whether that balloon or anything else about this story has any any means of truth because with the level of AI that's out there right now, if we're relying on the digital space to develop and establish truth, we're going to be hard pressed to do it because they can develop anything. And this is something to keep in mind because in my opinion, this is probably on the horizon. Just a, it's just a strategic look at this and If I was the deep state and I had the AIs that I know that they have, 
I would create a war on TV. I'd have AI show Washington, D.C. completely destroyed. I'd have AI blame it on the Chinese and say that it was an EMP or a nuclear missile dropped from a balloon, and I would have pictures of this balloon floating and sending out a missile and detonating. I would do it all with AIs to create a false reality and a false response, to cause mass hysteria and panic, to have people start running for the bunkers, making a run on banks. That would be great because then you could cover all the debt problem that you have, blame it on the people because they ran the banks, justify shutting the banks down, and then justify doing a great reset with your money. And then what you would want to do is to make sure that it didn't happen again. That would be the next level of discussion. So we're going to put in protocols, and part of that we're going to do is make sure that everybody's money is tied digitally to them. And the only thing you need to worry about is the money is always yours. You don't have to go to the bank because now the Federal Reserve owns all the banks. But all you have to do now is just be a good citizen, comply with the rules, and no matter what happens, you'll always have access to your money. The counter part of that that's not spoken is don't follow our rules and you'll have no money. These things are all just, we're just watching a big, reactive theater. What I always love about going to scripture is how solid things are. We walk away from scripture just going, wow, that's wholesome. That's food. That is truly what's feeding us. And I'm the first to tell you, I love a fresh homemade cinnamon roll. I love it when it comes out of the oven. I never put regular frosting on them. I'm not a frosting fan, but I sure do like putting like a bit of a, a, like a roasted pecan and uh, brown sugar and butter crumble on top. That's really nice. And I'm the first to tell you that I'll eat this. That's piping hot. It's wonderful. And I'm going to have a cup of coffee. And I enjoy that little moment. And I enjoy that whole vision. But I'm not buying their lies. And I'm not going to get panicked about their stuff. And I'm not going to let them serve me what I'm supposed to eat and what I'm supposed to believe. It's just not going to happen. Because even after I have that wonderful meal, there's still something as much as I love that nourishment. It's not even really, it's not nourishment. It's probably more dessert. We call it breakfast, but it's dessert. Let's be real. And it's great to have it. It will never feed me the way scripture feeds me. It will never fill me the way God's word fills me. It'll never satisfy me the way the conversations I have with God satisfies me. It'll never relax me, focus me, anchor me, ground me the way God's word will, God's voice, God's breath. And so as long as we stay there, this is a clown show, and it literally is a clown show. I don't know who's fighting who here. I don't know if we've got alien lizard heads fighting human warlocks. I, I have no idea. And like I keep saying, we weren't invited to the table, and it's evident. Whatever that victory is, we're supposed to say, oh, this side won, good. Oh, you side won, good. And I'm like, not choosing either, folks. And that leads us to kind of where we are and, and a topic I'm going to dig, dig into pretty heavily Monday night. 
or arriving at a juncture. And this again really ties in th- thematically to Bart's Fest and inspirationally to Bart's Fest. And I think that Bart's Fest 2023, Bart's Fest 2021 was about shaking this world, this earth, this nation with repentance. And we did it. Did a beautiful job at it. The Gideon Army of, of modern age. Bart's Fest 2.0, which is Bart's Fest 2023, in its multiple locations. This is now looking at our gifts and talents, inspiring those gifts and talents to help each one of us map a better road ahead on the narrow path. Because what we're looking at now is a really important split. There's a war going on in tech, and it's for AI. Who's going to build the dominant AIs? Is it going to be an AI that's a free-thinking AI? Is it going to be a woke AI or is it going to be like Andrew Torbo wants to make? And, and this is his battlefield, and I, and I totally support it for him. And I pray for him because he's trying to build a Christian values-based AI. And I want him to be successful because that's just like Peter and Paul separated. That's didn't agree necessarily on setting up home churches or small churches. Andrew Torbo is going after tech from the inside out, and I think it's glorious. That's his calling on his heart. But in order to have a successful breakaway economy, you have to have people that are grounded in traditional skills. We have to be able to exist without the internet. We need to get back to doing things on paper and print. We have to go back to go forward. God put in my heart a couple of things this year. We'll see how far they go. But definitely one was setting up a traditional printing press, among other things that I'm doing. And we'll see how this goes. But I think that over the next couple of years, To me, this is how we begin to move forward. We start to go back to go forward. Our technology should be things that we can work on, not things that we're subservient to an AI to fix, repair, and tell us how to fix. And the problem with one pathway, which is the technology pathway, is they're trying to keep things status quo. But if God's shaking the world in in a sense of a spiritual flood, then what we know is the world's being reset, that all things are not status quo. So with our eyes forward and looking at the path that you choose to take, each one will choose. Will you choose a path that will try to preserve the humanity and your belief and worship within the AI ecosphere? Or will you choose the path to go back, to go forward, to try to separate yourself over an incremental process of years to eventually sever from the technology world and to reset on a pathway of technology which is, doesn't try to take our work away, but simply aids us in doing things better. Benchmark time-wise, something around about 1945. That type of technology. If you've ever looked at steampunk uh, style, it's kind of that type of technology. It's the technology that mechanically improves the way we are. It's the same type of technology we see in these pictures of Tartaria, whatever that was. That's where I see my path path I want to go on because that to me ultimately keeps me totally rooted in God or my faith and what evolves out of here are tools that we control we build we repair they're just tools that enhance the performance of everything that what God gave us to do but it keeps us hands-on in the process I don't seek 
to have an AI become my slave so that somehow as a new age Christ consciousness person would try to proclaim that we can pursue our higher selves. I could, I'm already doing it. And I'm doing it every day, working every day, and find that the greatest opportunities, gifts, experiences, conversations, and love that I find in Father God is when I am most active doing the things that he's asked me and guided me to do. AI is not welcome, nor does it have a place. So we are at a very amazing point. The war is accelerated in the, accelerating in the information space. There's a great deal of anxiety with people that have been too anchored in the narratives and too much a believer in the end of world. That's another horrible formation that's happened within the Christian community is that so much worship has been given to the end of times rather than appreciating the glory of the times that we're in. Let's enjoy what we have. Let's live truly where we are. Let's be as God would want us to be. 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let us do that, because as we do, we find that there's no more anxiety anymore. There's no more fear. We're functioning as God leads us and chooses to do. And with each of those steps, we grow deeper in him. And with each breath, we grow deeper in him. And as we breathe deeply in with him, we start to see the world truly through his eyes. My argument, I think when we look at this world through father's eyes, it's like walking into a two-year-old's room where he's taken out or she has taken out all the toys and spread them out all over the floor and now wants to go outside and play. We're pretty much right there. Let us grow greater in the body of Christ. Let us keep a neat house and steward what we are given. And let us demonstrate to the world through the way we act, live, and work together that there is such a thing as a greater level of existence where hatred is non-existent. Disagreements are normal, but we are mature enough to walk through them. Respect for one another is a given. Hard work is expected. And the pursuit of the gifts and talents which we are given is inspired in knowing that what we're trying to achieve is to bring a greater power of the kingdom here on earth. And all of this done within our love and walk in the body of Christ. Let us pray. Father, thank you for these wonderful times that we have to come together. And an amazing fellowship that has continued to build across time and space. You have brought together a stronger and stronger remnant by the day. And my personal prayers tonight are for each person out here that 
aligns with that following of being a remnant. May we all continue to connect more deeply in the body of Christ. May we all be inspired knowing that each one of us has a unique and special gift. That each one of us is trying to serve one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of you, Father. Let us continue to strive that way. Let us not be afflicted by the noise and confusion of the, of the father of lies. Let us not be afflicted by those that seek a brand of chaos, but rather let us strengthen our foundation in you to strengthen our armor as we walk so that nothing can penetrate this. And as we walk deeper with you, it's not even that our armor gets thicker, it's that we separate farther from any influence that can distract us from the true love of you, Father, that walk in kingdom, the glory of the Holy Spirit, and the banner of Christ under which we take up our arms. May we come to the understanding that the greatest action that we can take is literally pursuing the sovereign actions of ourselves to take responsibility in our lives, to grow our food, to think free, to do work that's unrelated to someone else's vision, but instead to follow our own dreams to maintain our alliance and deep faith within the body of Christ, to become truly the disciples which you seek us to be. And Father, as we continue this walk, may you guide us, may you strengthen us, may you provide the resources we need to continue to expand this. May we Walk with humility and gentleness. And may we be with patience and bearing in one another in love. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope you all have a wonderful weekend should be a great one. And I think that this is a weekend. Take some time to go outside and experience the glory of God's wonderful world. I would encourage everyone just to give some thought to the idea of why so many people want to leave this beautiful place. They created the mess and now they want to run away for somebody else to pick it up. Well, I'll tell you what, if they run away, I'm happy to clean it up because it's God's kingdom that we reclaim. And let's take time to pray for the many that are still wandering out here and trying to find their way. Many injured, many darkened hearts. To see them return and put themselves before our King. Accept Jesus and be reborn. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. 
The Patriots, I'll see you Sunday night for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. Have a great Saturday. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body.